0: Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to the first day of February, Tuesday, February 1st. Yes, I've been out to visiting the grandbaby, Natalie, and uh, hey, she's playing on her new swing set she got for Christmas and having a great time. It was cold those couple days we were up there, but glad to be back in the office, and uh, I know you guys had some cold weather too while I was gone, but hey, we got earnings coming up, uh, and we've got some economic news coming up, and we'll have more of those type of things, when Dave joins us here in just a moment, but before we do, let's don't forget, there's only one thing that any of us can control when it comes to the market, and that's how much, how much risk we have. We can't control what happens in the market. We can't control what the political environment is, um, and we can't control what's happening in Russia. We can't control how much risk we have in our portfolio. That's why we developed our core retirement design. To help you design the retirement you always dreamed of, give us a call at 863 382 0037 to sit down and go through our core retirement design. And with that, and we'll talk with Dave coming up next.
1: 21 before 9. Let's check in and find out how your money is doing. I was teasing Philip Statler on the phone a couple of minutes ago. We had two days of me soloing here, and we're up by like 900 points on the Dow. Let's see if we can talk it up a little bit farther today. (laughs) We do have him on the phone. Financial services. Philip Stadler is here. Philip, good morning. It's good to hear your voice.
0: Hey, good morning, Dave. Good to be here, man. There was a couple of days in Tennessee. It was like I don't know, in the teens. It was it was cold. Oh, good Lord, I
1: was complaining about it being in the 30s around here. I was telling you that I spent my Saturday in a Zoom meeting for a church event, and I just said, oh, to heck with it. I turned my furnace up to 75 degrees. I'm not rich. I've got an oversized solar system, so it didn't cost me anything. But, wow, was it nippy around here. Teens as far south as Tennessee, huh?
0: Oh, yeah. Yes, sir, we did. We had some teens in a couple days of it, really.
1: That is amazing. I mentioned that we had a a couple of uh, pretty good days. Yesterday was another good one. I had the Dow up by 406 points. Standard & Poor's was up by another 84. And again, another 3-plus percent rise in the NASDAQ, up 489 points. Uh, Let's see, 469 yesterday. A couple of real good days back-to-back. The NASDAQ is up by almost 7% in two days. That kind of momentum scares me. I mean, at some point in time, even when you're recovering from a dip, what goes up got to go down. And we got to have a profit taking day in here somewhere, don't we?
0: I would think so. But let's face it, the NASDAQ, even after your two great days when I left you, um, for the month is still down 9%.
1: I was going to say I did a little bit of uh, preliminary month ender stuff yesterday and I said if things closed on Friday and it was the end of the month, uh, the, Dow, the Dow would be the winner because as of the end of the day on Friday, it was only down by four and a half percent. And NASDAQ was kind of the poster child because we were like twelve and a half percent down as of the close of business on Friday.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, hey, it is, uh, yeah, some good days and we needed some good days, but they weren't enough to bail us out of the, of the dismal January month that we had.
1: Which is kind of why we always tell people, for God's sake, don't day trade and look at short term with your retirement fund. Do that with your fun money. Don't mess around with something that's long-term and important because you're, you're almost always going to get screwed.
0: Uh, y- yeah, you know, that's that's the case, you know. Uh, day trading is like gambling, you know, with a little bit of science behind it, maybe. And so, uh, hey, you know, you, you got to Yeah, there are a lot of a lot of day traders. Two thousand and eight, you know, were were not happy and uh, and didn't do well.
1: Absolutely. And it looks like we're into one of those periods where the day traders are taking a really cold shower almost on a daily basis these days. Uh, but one of the it's a quiet news day today, and as the federal reports come out and the data that comes out of the government doesn't start until almost 10 a.m., we're kind of bereft of macro news to be able to talk about. One thing that I found overnight last night that kind of hit me, there's a research firm, CFRA Research. One of their analysts was saying, boy, January is generally a really good Good barometer for what the year's atmosphere is going to be like on Wall Street. That's probably a reason to get a little bit nervous based on January, isn't it?
0: Uh, yeah, hey, if, if that's the barometer for 2022, definitely uh, there should be some, uh, some, some nerves uh, shaking right now.
1: Absolutely. The other thing that I had this morning, and this kind of threw me for a little bit of a loop, uh, the president of the Atlanta Fed was doing the rubber chicken circuit this week, and uh, yesterday he said that a 50-basis point move in March is, quote-unquote, not my preferred setting. My reaction to that is if 50 basis points on the reference interest rate is what was being discussed, I'm a little bit nervous about kind of a 1982 readjustment on the markets.
0: Well, I wonder what they were discussing. I just, I, I can't see them coming out with the first one out of the pocket. Um, really being much less than that, really, Dave. I mean, I'm thinking that it, the first one out of the out of the gate, I'm thinking it's going to be a little higher than um, the rest of them, uh, just to kind of see what happens. Uh, if you do a quarter, a quarter, a quarter, it, it's slow and could be painful. Um, let's get a let's get a half a point out there and see what happens.
1: I suppose you could look at it that way. My instinct was do the quarter and see what it does to the economy and then reference it on later on and make the decision. But the, we don't even get to look at the minutes until next week. So it's pretty much all up to what we're guessing. Either either course would be rational. Take the castor oil all at once or take a sip and see what it does. Either way, it's not going to be fun when they start doing it.
0: No, it's not. I mean, they've telegraphed at least some of what they plan on doing so so the question is how much of it if any is priced into the markets and you got to assume that some of it's been priced into the markets with all the talk
1: uh, yeah, that, that, that's what hits me. And uh, it was obvious the markets were pricing something in by the kind of herky-jerky downward movement that we had as soon as they talked about the notion of four and maybe five interest rate hikes. That was what triggered this current slide on markets. So that assumes some of it has at the very least been factored in. How much the market is actually expecting? Well, those big money guys kind of play it close to the vest, and we really don't know what they're actually predicting.
0: Oh, that's right. We, we don't know. And, and it's, well, it's one of those things we just have to keep uh, plugging away with a process. And if you don't have a process, then you're, you're, you can't move forward really, and truly.
1: Absolutely. Talking about corporate gossip and whatnot, before we get to earnings reports, uh, AT&T is absolutely taking a bath this morning. My futures show them darn near 6% down in pre-market trading. They shed some assets, I gather.
0: Well, they're working on it. They've announced a plan to spin off its stake of Warner Media, uh, Discovery Communications. So that combination um, is, is going to get uh, merged into one unit. And then that unit is going to get spun off later this year uh, to shareholders. So shareholders of AT&T are going to get not quite a quarter of a share of the Warner Brothers Discovery. Um, so then... Uh, once all of that's done, so now if you're an AT&T shareholder, you're going to own AT&T and uh, Warner Brothers Discovery, and then AT&T is going to cut their dividend from 208 a year right now to a dollar 11 a year. Oh. So that's a substantial decline in their dividend. Now I don't know if Warner Media Discovery will have a dividend. There's no mention of that to help make up that difference. I have no idea what their cash flow looks like. None of that's in the release. Uh, but you got to hope that there's at least some dividend coming from the Water Media Group. Uh, you so cro- you're right.
1: Yeah. That, I mean, that ATT, I know, has always been a stock that's held for its dividend yield. So when they say we're going to cut our dividend by 40% and not going to make any promises about what the spinoff is going to do, uh, yeah, I can understand why that fell.
0: Yeah. And so, you know, right now you've got AT&T down almost 6.5%. Ooh,
1: even worse than my delayed quotes were. Speaking of companies and their fortunes, I know there's a couple of pre-market reports and I didn't get a chance to ask you what had gone across your ticker yet. Have we got any indications on the tail end of earnings season?
0: So let's start with UPS, United Parcel Services. Um, they beat the quarter um, uh, pretty, pretty good by, by about 49 cents a share. They are also going to uh, increase their dividend by 49 percent. That's a pretty significant increase. Um, And they have given upbeat guidance uh, for the fourth quarter. So so things are looking good there for UPS. They're up nine point three percent this morning. It'll be a new 52 week high if it opened right now.
1: I figured it had to be good. They were right at the top of my big winner list this morning, and they're dragging FedEx along with it as well, because FedEx is right up there as well.
0: And, and I find that one kind of interesting, because I saw a little blurb, not, not an earnings report on FedEx, but FedEx is actually suspending their, um, their overnight um, domestic product, it said. They're they're suspending their domestic express freight service. I'm not sure what that may have not overnight, but they're suspending their express freight service because uh, Omicron has taken out some of their staff, a significant number of their staff.
1: I think the freight service is the big packages. Like if you're having a whole room full of furniture or something, which isn't necessarily FedEx's bailiwick anyway.
0: True, true. So, But but I thought that was interesting that they're actually cutting some stuff out.
1: It does actually kind of explain why while well, UPS goes up by 9%, FedEx is barely making 2.5% on mine, but they're both on the big winner list. And sometimes one sector participant could drag another along with it, can't it?
0: Yeah, Absolutely. That's right. The whole sector can benefit from from one company's earnings report. So next we go into the earnings of ExxonMobil. Um, mm. you know, they they uh, beat by, oh, about 13 cents a share or so in the fourth quarter. Revenue, though, was a little below what uh, Wall Street had forecasted. Um, Now, they did announce a $10 billion stock buyback, and so that's going to help them. This is the first uh, repurchase they've had in more than five years, so it's been uh, been a while. They're trading up about 1%. Uh,
1: My dumb question out of that is, given the price of oil and given the price of gas, how on God's green earth can an energy company not beat revenue expectations?
0: <laughs> well, the only thing that I can think is uh, travel got cut. Right, airlines got cut. I mean, people weren't flying as much. People weren't traveling as much because of COVID coming back up, and so that could have had some pressure on their uh, on their revenue.
1: I suppose, but geez, when we look at the price of oil, and Exxon obviously is a prospector as well as a retailer, and I look at it from the, from the production all the way through the retail, I would expect an energy company to kick Boutte on just about every single, me- on, on every single measure, wouldn't you?
0: Uh, you would think so, yeah, but you don't know what their expectations were. Maybe they were a little unrealistic.
1: That's true as well. Other <laughs> indications, a few big names that are in the hopper I know.
0: Hey, the only other I got, I got two right now. I got Sirius XM, the satellite radio company. Uh, they beat by a penny a share, came in at eight cents. Uh, revenue above forecast. They are going to spin out a special dividend of 25 cents a share. And so uh, their stock's up about six tenths of a percent. And then the, the last one I have for you today is uh, Sirius Logic, which is a semiconductor company. Um, mm-hmm. They beat by 40 cents a share. Revenue above expectations as well. They issued stronger than expected uh, current revenue guidance for the current quarter. So I'm not sure if there's something in there that we're not seeing because they're sliding this morning uh, down 3%. And and I didn't see anything bad in that report that I saw. So there must be something else somewhere in the details that uh, that aren't in my report.
1: I got you. The post market is going to be a busy one today, by the way. Not only do we get General Motors. But we get Google, the Alphabet people, and Starbucks among the uh, who's who are reporting at the end of the day today. So we've got a lot to talk about tomorrow morning, don't we?
0: Yeah, we will, because we'll have all the, uh, you know, the job openings, the job quits, construction spending, all that kind of stuff comes out at 10 o'clock this morning.
1: Hey, Yep, and it's unemployment week as well, so we're going to get that magic number at the end of the week as far as what the monthly unemployment rate was. And the uh, politicians will have a heyday with that, be it good or ill. Resetting the table for the morning up day yesterday, we've gone up almost 900 points on the Dow in the past two trading sessions. How are we doing 45 minutes before the market opens up this morning, Philip?
0: You know, Dave, we've actually seen kind of a, a split back. We, we were red when you and I first started talking, but uh, we've managed to uh, to flip to a little bit of a green situation here. Not by much, though. The Dow is up $17. The S&P 500 is up $1.50. And the NASDAQ 100 is up $31. So obviously, not big increases. And on the uh, commodities front, we've got silver up 2.5%, still below $23 an ounce, though. And we've got gold up almost a half a percent, finally getting back over $1,800 an ounce. Crude oil oil is sliding just a little bit down three-quarters of a percent to $87.46 a barrel.
1: Still about the same zip code it's been for the past couple of days, an $87 range, which isn't good, but stable beats going up.
0: Absolutely right. You know, we don't want to keep going up. When I came back, I saw that uh, the uh, gas station close to me is up to almost $3.50 a gallon.
1: Yeah, I know, I know. I filled up yesterday and didn't like it one tiny bit either. Mixed bag in the Asian rim this morning. Some up, some down. No trend indicated at 6 a.m. when they closed. Europe is looking at us and saying, well, they're holding steady after a couple of big days, so they're continuing to trade upward. All the indexes there, up by more than a half a percent halfway through their trading day. Keeping tabs on what's going on and knowing where the risk is in your portfolio counts for a lot any time. But when we can talk about 400 and 500-point swings in the Dow, it gets even more important. How do I get a hold of you to find out where my retirement portfolio is at risk, Philip?
0: Dave, you know, that's why it's so important to have a process in place. That's why we developed the Core Retirement Design to help people design the retirement they always dreamed of. Give us a call at 863-382-0037. Uh, Catch us uh, this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highland's News Talk, 730
1: and 95.3 FM. And back here again tomorrow morning, same time on Light. Philip, thank you so much, and we'll see you then, all right?
0: All right, man. You have a great day.
1: Appreciate you. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services, Philip Statler.
0: Hey, folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us today. It's good to be back in the office. Hey, if I can help you with anything, please, please, please give us a call, 863-382-0037. Until tomorrow, have a great day. Bye now.